好,新中文是读经 So now scripture reading time Two passages, first one from Mark I'm sorry, from Matthew I'm sorry, we, have, we studied the Mark at the last night Our sacred study I still put it in my mind So it's Matthew and then Acts 好,新中文开始 耶稣带了盖撒利亚、菲利比的情爱 Yesudasimanbanyu,你是有福的, 在天上也有捆绑凡你在地上所释放的在天上也有释放当下耶稣祝福门徒不可对人说他是基督就必领受所赐的圣灵因为这应许是给你们我和你们的儿女并一切在云峰来的就是主我们神所叫来的彼得还用许多的话做进进劝勉他们说你们当作自己脱离这弯曲的时代于是领受他的话的人就受了喜那一天门徒又定圣人都行遵守使徒的教训彼此交着国本击打众人都惧怕使徒有行了许多奇事神迹信的人都在一处反无共用并且卖了田产家业知道个人所需要的份给他们个人他们天天同心合意合情的在店里并在家中波比传着欢喜情事的信用饭赞美神德中文的喜爱主张德州的人天天嫁给他们那是犹太加利利撒玛利亚歌曲的教委都得平安被建立凡是敬畏主蒙圣人的安慰人数就增多了圣灵令你们做全权的监督你们就当为自己谨慎也要为全权谨慎牧养神的教委就是他用自己学所买来的请的是进到的时间听到题目是金科西少思考教委所以我们谈那就给你的教
Turn the slides, go all the way back to the beginning. So, the cover, uh, let's go way back, 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 back. <laughs> there we go. So, we'll, and I'll just say when we're ready to turn the slides, I'll just say next slide, okay? One of the great uh, challenges of a speaker is to try to get the person. Uh, for me, it is to move the slide. So I'll just say next slide, please, and then we'll go to the next slide. So I'm welcoming you to the church because we're going to talk about the church. And the idea of the church is God's idea. Uh, over these days, uh, we're going to do two messages today and next month on what goes on in the life of the church. So next slide, please. And as we uh, talk about, uh, I don't think that's the next slide. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. There we go. Uh, keep going back. Back, back. Should be uh, one that says scripture. Oh, you did that one. Oh, I sent the slides. Okay. So there should be one that says scripture. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so the scripture that we've been reading from Matthew chapter 16 talks about uh, Jesus saying that he is the foundation of the church. So if we get on to my PowerPoint slides for the runs that I sent to you, if you put those up. Alright, so I'm not even sure if that's... So let's just leave that right there for right now. Mm-hmm. And then in the book of Acts, it talks about the actual formation of the early church. And when Jesus was getting ready to go back to the Father, he said, I want you to gather together until the Holy Spirit comes. And so they were gathered together in one accord. And when they were praying and seeking after God, the Holy Spirit came and fell upon them. And they were given power to proclaim the good news of the gospel. And as a result of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, they preached the gospel and on the very first day, they had over 3,000 people that came to know Jesus. So I would like you now to go back and try to find the slide that says goal, G-O-A-L, goal. You can find that slide and put it up. Okay. It's not up there? You missed the two slides. I oh, how about that? Scripture and the goal. Okay, so let's talk about what the goal is about our message. <laughs> so we're going to talk today about... Uh, reviewing what we have talked about in the last few months. We have talked about uh, getting sin right. Now do you have the slide that says introduction and review? <laughs> Okay, well, if that's not up there, then somehow they did not come through right. <laughs> About the last few months. 
October uh, about the nature of sin. And there we found that sin is much worse than we thought. It came into the world early on uh, after the creation. It's been like an infection. It has spread throughout humankind. It even affects uh, the very nature of humans. And, and then we talked about the nature of salvation. That salvation is more wonderful than we can imagine. And then we talked in December about sanctification. And sanctification means that we are growing up in Christ. We're growing into maturity as believers. So sin separates us from God. Provides the beginning of a new life in Christ. Sanctification is the ongoing growth that we experience in Christ. And then last month we did a teaching on the adversary, our enemy Satan. Good. And you can see them online, okay. Yeah. Alright, so then we talked today about the meaning of what this great gift called the church. The church. The, the word is ecclesia. Can you say that word together? Ecclesia. Now the word ek means out of. So if you've been to the dentist and you've had a tooth removed, you know what ek is like. Out, it pulls it out. Or if you've gone to the urologist and you've had a kidney stone removed, you know the ek, it pulls it out. And so when we talk about the church, the church is pulled out of the world and pulled out of the old life. And the Lassia, uh, Lassia is the gathering together. means to be called out from, but to be gathered together too. I should have a picture of our church on the maybe you can find that on the slide. There we go. So you can see us waving in the picture. That's not really a live picture, but it's there. Oops, nope. Forward again. Sorry, somehow that did not come through. I'm sorry. Uh, we tried to do the best we could to get these to you. All right, go forward, and you can see the picture of the people who are gathered together. I had a picture of the outside of the building. Oh, that's the last sector, the one. Yeah, so that's the. so. 
And that oftentimes people think of the church as a building. Church is the gathering of the believers in Christ. And so when we talk about the there you go, see there we have it on there. Good. Building for us to gather in. And there's all kinds of different buildings that we call churches. Marcy and I several times have been to Rome where we saw the largest church building in the world. And yet we are the ecclesia because we have gathered here today. We are the called out of and called together. So this, my friends, is the gathered church. Okay, next slide, please. So the church was promised to us, the promise of the church. Church was given uh, when Pete, when Jesus was having a conversation with Peter. And as he was walking around and healing and doing his work of the ministry, he said, Who do people say that I am? I suppose in some ways it was like the social media of the day. What were people saying about me? And some people said, well, he was one of the prophets. And he said some of that that maybe he was John the Baptist who had come back to life. And some said he was Elijah. And some others said, well, maybe he's Jeremiah. Or one of the other prophets. And then Jesus narrows it down and he says to Peter, he looks him in the eye and he says, Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter rightly says, You are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the one. And then Jesus says to Peter, Blessed are you, Peter. And by the way, the name Peter means rock. And many have said, well, the Lord was saying to Peter, you are the rock. And no, that's not what Jesus was saying. It's not who Peter was, it was what Peter said. That you, Jesus, are you are the rock, you are the one, you are the Savior, you are the Messiah. And it is upon this truth will build my church. Next slide, please. And he said it's upon this rock that I will build my church. And he said this church, once it's established, even the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And 
Next slide. So when we talk about the origins of the church. You realize that the church was originated in the heart and mind of God Almighty. And Jesus promised in the gospel that he would establish the church. And just as he was ready in Acts chapter 1 to return to the Father, he said, Go and wait until the Holy Spirit comes. And they waited for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And John chapter 17. And sometimes in the Apostles' Creed we say one Catholic, one holy Catholic Church. That has created a lot of confusion. The word Catholic means universal church. So it's not talking about the Eastern Orthodox Church. Or, the, or what we call the Roman Catholic Church. He's talking about the Holy Catholic Universal Church. And not only is it the Universal Church, meaning that that those that that wish to trust in Christ can be a part of that church. In other words, it's the Church of Jesus Christ. Next slide, please. And there's this whole idea as the church began to grow and flourish that we have a whole book called the Acts of the Apostles. Are you aware that kingdoms have come and gone and empires have come and gone but Jesus said my church will last until it will continue to grow it will continue to flourish and in reality, there is one church. You say, really, one church, Dr. Litchie? <laughs> Different denominations there are of churches. A little story. Can you take a little story this morning? Be okay? One time who was stranded on an island and he was stranded on that island for many years. And finally someone discovered the island and they went to the island and they rescued the man. And as they were leaving the island, the captain of the ship looked back and he said, I noticed that there are four buildings on this island. What are those four buildings on the island? He said, well, one of the buildings is my home. The other building is my barn. He said the other building was the church that I built. But he said I had an argument so I had to build another church. The fact is, is that there are so many different denominations. Someone has said that we have over 32 
different denominations. 有人统计过说可能有超过三万两千个不同的宗派。And if you disagree with somebody, you just start a new church. 如果你跟别人意见不同，也许你就会自己开始一个不同的宗派。And yet the scripture says that we have one church. 但是经文告诉我们，我们教会是一个。One Lord. 一个一组。One body. 一个身体。One spirit. 一个圣灵。One hope. 一个指望。One Lord. 一组。One faith. 一信。One baptism. 一喜。One God and Father overall. 一个神就是我们的主。It's interesting. The oneness of the body of Christ is a marvelous thing. 那我们耶稣基督的身体是一个很奇妙的事情。Now next month, Lord willing, we're going to talk part two of this that talks about the normal life of the believers in the church. 那下个月我们会讲到的教会是有关信徒在教会里面的生活。Next slide, please. And the church is not just visible, but there's a whole invisible part of the church. 教会不只是我们眼睛可以看见的一个有形的教会，还有看不见的。Saying the same thing, we serve an invisible God who becomes visible through the church. 换句话说，我们是在服侍一位看不见的神，而借着教会，我们可以看见神。And I just remind us that Jesus said that that the church cannot be destroyed. 我们要记得，耶稣说教会是不可摧毁的。Have families perhaps who are part of a persecuted church. 常常我们也许有一些家人，他们的教会所在的教会受到逼迫。In some places of the world, you cannot be open uh, about your love of Christ and joining a church. 也许在世界的有些地方，你不能公开的呃表达你对耶稣基督的信仰和爱。I'm glad for the freedom that we enjoy that we can gather freely here uh, in the church. And oh beloved, we need to continue to pray uh, for those who uh, have to hide and they have to uh, fellowship behind closed doors. But oftentimes, we know that the church has grown and the fertilizer of the blood of the martyrs. And the question is, is, will people be able to see the invisible God through the visible church? Next slide, please. And we can see that just a little bit about what that's like. Yeah, just like this. And then we're going to talk about how the church is portrayed in Scripture. Suggest a couple of things that the that the way that the church is portrayed in Scripture. So just a review. We've talked about sin separating us from God. Salvation introduces us to the new life in Christ. Sanctification helps us to grow up and to walk and to grow up into maturity in Christ. We have an adversary, Satan, who tries to disrupt, kill, rob, and destroy. Uh, and in the mind of Christ, there is this beautiful, mysterious body called the church. Sometimes the church is referred to as a rock. I think Jesus was having a little fun with Peter. He said, Peter, your name means rock. Or we might say, Rocky. 
said, Peter, your name means rock, and I want you to know that we're going to build the church on the rock of the truth of what you just said. And Peter said that you are the Messiah, you are the chosen one, you are the Christ. How else is Christ, how else is the church portrayed in Scripture? Sometimes the church is identified as a body. And we say, well, the body has the body has many different parts. Some of the body you can see. And the scripture says there's probably, thank, thankfully, there's parts of our body that you cannot see. <laughs> and your doctor may see parts of your body that no one else should see. And yet, the Holy Spirit says your, the church is like a body that is all functioning together. Body, every part of your body is important. In fact, he says, you know, sometimes the foot may say to the to the arms, because I'm not an arm, I don't have any need for you. That's a paraphrase of the scripture. And yet the Holy Spirit says that every part of the body is incredibly important. So that is part of how the, the church is portrayed is as a body. But the church is also portrayed as a bride. And we'll talk about this a little bit more next month. I will talk to you about some of the Jewish uh, rites and some of the Jewish traditions <laughs> ceremony. But suffice it to say right now that 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 Jesus is seen as the bridegroom and he is engaged to or he is uh he's attached to his bride the 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 church. And the church is also called the beloved of Christ. Now, next slide. And so we also know that Jesus is called the head of the church. Not only is the church the bride, but he is called the bridegroom. And he is the head of the church. And the church is considered his body. And he is the savior of the church. Now again, next month we'll talk more detail, but he actually purchased the church. Something called a bride price the price with his own blood so that he could purchase the church and he's a lover of the church and he gave himself up for her and I just want to say to us at ACCC Jesus Christ 
is the head of the church. Now you, you, I'm sorry, that come alongside to assist. Next slide, please. But we are considered to be the bride of Christ. For the bride to be faithful to her husband. Says, if you want to be married to me, come to me. Next slide, please. And so Jesus Christ, he works to present his bride to himself with purity. Do you get the idea of how much Jesus loves the church? With his words, he demonstrated even by the giving of his life for the church. And not only that, but he continues to feed the church. And he cares for the church. And we are privileged to be called members of his very body. And that is why so often when we talk about marriage, it's given as the illustration of Christ and his church. He talks about this great mystery of how two can become one. Genesis all the way talked about in the book of Ephesians. And that's why we are joined together with Christ. We become one with Him. It is a mystery. It's wonderful. It's strange. It may seem unusual, but we are joined together with Christ. So special to think of ourselves as part of the body of Christ. Think of it as the best marriage you have ever seen. He is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. And he has purchased the bride. He comes for the bride. He nourishes the bride. He protects the bride. He loves the bride. Next slide, please. We're talking about now the mission of the church. Do you realize how special the church is? It's astonishing. In fact, sometimes it's called a mystery. So that being said, there is a mission for the church. And it's actually a dual mission. There's, there's two parts of the mission. Part of the mission is the evangelistic mission. Of the good news. 
We sometimes call that the evangelistic mission of the church. The evangelon or the proclaiming of the good news. And how good is the good news? It's really good news. The good news is that you were lost and now God seeks found. And he proclaims that your sins have been covered, your sins have been paid for on the cross. And if you will place your faith in what God has done through Jesus on the cross, you can become born again. That's what we talked about when we talked about salvation. Leave us as newborns or as orphans. So there is not only the evangelistic mission of the church, the saving of the lost, but there is the discipleship mission of the church, the healing, the healing of the saved. So you see, the saving of the lost and the healing of the saved. And that's what the whole most of the New Testament is about. It's about helping those people who have been saved to grow up in Christ. Next slide, please. It is us helping one another. It's us reaching out to one another. And not only that, next slide, God has given gifts to the church. I know that uh, if you're married or if you're engaged, what you want to do is you like to give gifts to your bride. And God has given gifts to his bride. He's given us pastors and elders and uh, people who are on our leadership uh, committees and groups within the local church. And I don't know if you realize it or not, but you think of uh, Pastor Han and you think of Pastor McKinney. You say, these people are gifts to our church. Those that serve on our uh, leadership teams here at the at the church are gifts to the church. Those who do the technology and and uh, they they organize and they do the work together to put the bulletin together. These are gifts to the church. But let's take a look at the pastors and elders of the church. What are the qualifications? Next slide, please. And it, Paul writes uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to Timothy and to Titus. And he said, if you're going to be the gift to my church, to my bride, I want some special people to be involved to take care of my bride. And he says to these leaders, listen, 
This is my bride. This is my special treasure. I want people to take care of my bride who are qualified to do so. That's how much Christ loves his bride. This is how much Christ loves you. Uh, he raises up men and women to be the leaders within this local church. And he raises up these leaders because he loves you. He said their lives must be lives of purity and integrity and faithfulness and they are able to preach the word and to care for the souls of the church. How great is the love that Jesus has for this church. Next slide, please. And it should cause us to rejoice and to have a smile on our face. Next slide. So the question then, it sounds pretty good, right? To be a part of the church. So here's the question I want to ask. Who can be a part of the church? Helps us to understand the answer to that question. Verse 12. It says that salvation is found only in Christ. And John reminds us that if we want to become, uh, if we place our faith in Christ, we can become a child of God. So the bride, the body, part of the church universal, but also a part of the church called the Bride of Christ. And there was a time when in the early church, some people thought if it's only only the Jewish believers who could become Christians. And God broke through and he said, No, my salvation is not just for the Jewish. And Romans 10 reminds us that all who call on the name of Jesus Christ can be saved. Let me say it again. Next slide, please. That whosoever will call on the name of the Lord can be saved. And so I want to ask you this morning as we close our message on the church. Have you really trusted in the provision of Jesus Christ to be your Savior? Don't make it that complicated. You recognize that you're lost without Him and you realize that I need Christ as my Savior and I call out to Him. If you will call on the name of Jesus Christ and believe in Him and trust Him for the salvation, not only for the payment of your sins, but to bring you new life, then the scripture says 
you're part of the church. And I do thank God for the local church. And I urge all of us, please, I urge you, please make sure of your place in the church. And if you have not joined the local church, I want to encourage you to join this local church. It's a place where I can serve and give and love and be loved. And you can take this good news of the gospel and... And I'm, I'm really asking that you will seriously consider that. Next slide. So the church is more than just a building. Next slide. It really is the ecclesia. It is the called out ones, called from, but called together. Next slide. So we're talking about the church. We're talking about the body of believers. It's the bride. The beloved of God. It's a place where we gather together. Hebrews reminds us to not forsake the gathering together. And I realize that with COVID, maybe we gather together on Zoom. And we look forward to the time where we're all gathered together back in this place. The church. It is a place to come and to grow and to be taught the Word of God. It's a place where we can have fellowship with one another. It's a place we can care for the needs of one another. And you are then equipped to grow, to go into the place of your world where God needs to be known. In other words, you become an extension of the heart and the hands of Jesus Christ in your world. Doesn't it, isn't it something special to be a part of the church? Next slide. And I bless you in the name of the Lord. It's wonderful to be a part of this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mel.